Parenting is hard, but there's help. Welcome to Everyday Parenting with Mary Beth Henry, a licensed marriage and family therapist and parent educator. Everyday Parenting utilizes face-to-face, unscripted interviews with real parents, but names have been changed to protect their identities. Today's episode is sponsored by Jabberdogs. Speech, language, and communication play a vital role in our lives. Without it, children have difficulty communicating their basic needs and can struggle academically or with peers. At Jabberdogs, speech-language pathologist Stephanie Mashik can help you or your loved one become a successful communicator. Based in Pasadena, California, Jabberdogs offers private speech and language therapy at affordable rates. They also take insurance, including Blue Shield and Anthem Blue Cross of California. Visit Jabberdogs.com for more information. That's J-A-B-B-E-R-D-O-G-S dot com. We recorded a session with a group of dads recently. This is the first in a series of episodes from that session. Joe started the group session with a question about his daughters, who have been having some issues with sibling rivalry. Hi, my name is Joe. And primarily, the general topic is on the issue of sibling rivalry. I have two daughters, ages seven and four. Okay. And it kind of transpires twofold. One of them, they are constantly fighting now over fairness. You know, you'll hear the term not fair being thrown around a lot, you know, whether it comes down to like they're fighting over a toy or simple things as like uh, time with parents or things like that, that will each equally claim something is not fair. Yeah. Yeah. And in dealing with that, I'm just curious as to any thoughts or suggestions on how to deal with that. And the second part of my question is, because I am of the mindset, I, I grew up with this idea or thinking that, you know, more often than not, the older sibling should defer to the younger sibling because it's the nice thing to do. It's the old, it's the, you know, the older sibling's responsibility to take care of the younger sibling. And, you know, I've had some issues with my wife about that where she disagrees. So that's kind of a, you know, a secondary issue on the same topic. Okay. Okay. Great. Sibling rivalry. Wow. Okay. I need to get your history within your family, what you've done so far, because they're seven and four. So we have years have gone by, right? Because, so what, what have you done in the past with siblings fighting about toys or sharing or what's been the language that you've used in your family so far? So the language that I've used, I've tried to ask the older sibling to defer. When it comes to issues, things like there's nothing we can do about it if there's only one of something. We don't know who got it first or whatever it is. Then in situations like that where there's an impasse, that's when I will ask the older sibling to defer to the younger sibling. My wife tends to disagree and thinks that that's sometimes not fair to the older sibling in terms of, you know, the question, how I how have I dealt yeah. with it in the past? I've asked the older sibling to, you know, please just give it to your younger your sister. Okay. So in the past, let's say you were in the one room and your children are in the bedroom and you hear uh, you hear them starting to argue about something. What is your normal response to that? Well, first I ask, I try to find out what it is they're fighting about. And then if it's an item, like such as a toy, you know, there's only one of I usually start with asking, you know, who had it first and then, or who does it belong to Mm -hmm. and, you know, start from there. And that sometimes is a a way to de-escalate the situation and try to figure out a, a, I guess, a fair and, um, you know, amicable way of trying to determine who's going to get it first. And, but there's inevitable times where it's not a toy that belongs to somebody. It's, it's something that they both have an equal right to, I guess I should say. And in those situations, that's when, I'm most stuck because I don't know, you know what, to do. what to do. That's right. And that's right. when I revert back to the older sibling deferring to the younger. Got it. All right. All right. Are you ready for this magical answer? Please. About sibling rivalry because uh, it's going to be a shocker. Sibling rivalry is a piece where 
developmentally from the day your your two children are together from what I like to do once the children and what I like to encourage is parents, grandparents, anybody who is an adult to stay out of the argument. Stay out of it completely. Uh, you know, you're looking at me very, very, very strongly right now. So let me, let me uh, explain that. I, I'm getting a lot of looks from this table right now. All right, so let me just explain why. Okay, let me just tell you the, the long-term why, and then we're going to deal with the short-term how to get through it, because it's hard to watch sometimes. But the long-term why to stay out is what happens in this process of children learning to deal with each other they start learning to deal about personality. They start learning to deal with power. They start practicing all these pieces that they are going to take on in school. They're going to take on with friends. They're going to take on with a boss someday, whatever. It's going to be part of their life. And so what I like to do at home, what I like to encourage, and what I like to really in- embrace is the idea that you let children argue it out. You let children even fight it out if they have to. I, I draw the line at blood. I do draw the line at that. I do draw the line at if, if a child is overpowering in the sense of physically harming, I'll show you what to do there. But otherwise, if you, if you from a distance, you're in another room, you hear two children going at it. If you put on your referee shirt every single time or as often as you do and walk in there, you do not know what went on. Right? You, you walk in and you try to analyze what's going on. And then you get different perspectives. Well, well, she did this, or he did that, or I want that toy. Oh, and you just, and you're just sitting like, oh my gosh, what? I don't even like you said. I don't even know what to do in this situation. I don't do anything. I just don't. If the children come to me, I send them back. Go. Oh, I said you can handle this. You got this. Go work it out. Go figure that out. Go figure it out. Now imagine if we were to have this time to practice this skill, working out, communicating deferring without an adult telling you to defer because then it doesn't become an issue of who's who are you taking a side on right the children learn to grow develop and acquire the skills needed to work out and understand each other and on the long run the other big pieces they start learning about each other and they start learning about hey you know my brother he has a hard time when i you know i push him to that limit of he starts crying and then he really backs down and then they start learning about that. They start learning about how each other react, respond, and they also learn about their personality or their sibling. I'm still getting the look. Still getting the look. Yeah, because I'm 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 so, imagining how this plays out because this is well. Let, let, let's let's do a scenario. Let's let's sure. take us let's take the most recent scenario you've had and let's play it out. Okay. Let's play it out. I, I can't remember <laughs> what they were fighting about, but you know, so there's arguing. And what will happen is the the older sibling is the much more verbal one, so she mm-hmm. will start saying nasty things to her little sister. The little one is much more physical. When you, when you say nasty, what what are we talking about? You're a horrible sister. Yeah. Um, okay. Very typical. You know, yeah. uh, and 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 if we were to let that go, if we were to let go, just that I mean, those words are hard to hear. Sure. I'm sorry. That's something. It's not easy to sit back and listen right. to this go down. But what's going to happen is that younger sibling is going to start reacting to that older sister, and it's going to be far more productive because she's going to start seeing, when I say that to my sister, she starts crying. Or if I say that to my sister, she backs away and doesn't want to play with me anymore. Think of the lesson that's going to be learned. Well, she's going to learn is that her younger sister is going to beat her up. Well, isn't that a good lesson? If I keep on, if I keep on saying this to her, 
what limit is she learning? She's le- learning a very important limit about people's frustration level, how I talk to people. If, I, if I'm disrespectful and mean and vicious, I'm going to get belted. I'm going to get attacked for it. Wouldn't you rather her learn that now at home than sending her to school and having her try in the same? Because she's going to try the same technique at school because she's waiting for some adult to intercede. And if she's on the playground and someone's coming at her, what do you want her to learn? What do you want her to say? Do you want her to start being insulting and, and say rude things? She's going to get she's going to get hurt. But one thing I have found is that the older sister is very different at school and in other situations, in other settings than she is at home and primarily with her sister. Because I don't think I've ever encountered or even been aware of you know instances where she uses the same type of language or right. the same type of attitude towards other people than she does with her sister. Exactly. And why? Because what does she get from that? What does she get from her using that language at home? She gets a lot of, everybody? Attention. Attention. Negative or positive, it's still attention. She knows how to pull you in to that chaos. And so she's creating that chaos. So of course she doesn't do it at school. Of course she won't do it. She acts differently other places because she knows she's not going to get the attention from you or the attention from her mom. And she's also getting a lot of positive feedback from the little sister or brother who's screaming and yelling when she says something. But she's also learning. It is a very hard thing to watch. I have to. I, I personally know that, and I professionally know it. It's very hard to sit back and watch. And so if I'm in a home with a parent and we're hearing this going out, I literally have to hold the parent back from going in there because it's hard. But it's important to listen. What's important for the parent is to sit back and listen to the conversation. Listen to what's actually playing out. Because you're going to learn a lot about the interaction. You're going to learn a lot about your child from that point. If you feel like it's calmed down or, or someone's crying, if they come to you and they're crying and they're sobbing and she's so mean to me, she said so horrible things to me, she's so mean, then once again, we don't go in and referee that either. We just say, oh my gosh, that was really hard for you to hear those words from your sister. It was hard for me to hear those words too. What could you tell your sister? What could you what could you go tell her that you know what would be some words you could tell her if you didn't like that? What could you tell her? Okay. Right? And you would send her or you would be by her and you could guide her and to go tell her sister, I don't like the way you said that. I don't like the way you talked to me. Joe's question about sibling rivalry turns out to be a very relevant theme with the dads in this group, as they all have at least two children. Later in the session, Griff has a question about his son and daughter and their competitive nature. They're, they're competitive, but she knows she can get away with a lot more. She's three right now, about to be four. Yeah. I feel like I've instilled this in her because <laughs> she knows that he can't touch her. Yeah. You know? And he's the older brother, and he's had, he's like the first great-grandchild, too. Oh, okay. So there's, the a, there's, a lot, family, there's a lot. There's a lot oh, of eyes looking at him. Yeah, that. the whole oh, family my. has spoiled his... You know him. Yeah, he is the golden child, as they yeah. say, right? He yeah. is the golden. Yeah. Boy. So he's got a lot of toys and all this like special attention. She hasn't like you can just compare red envelopes, you know, <laughs> like straight up. And and I've always given, I've always told him, I'm like, you've gotten a lot, man. And anytime he thinks it's not fair, like I'm like, you got a lot. Look at that whole closet. That's all your toys. Mm. You've gotten a lot. Like let her have a moment in the sun. Mm. Like I, mm. I try to yeah. tell him that, yeah. you know. He, he like racing to the bathtub. I'm like, 
who's going to win? You know, who's going to get the bat first? And they race. Mm-hmm. And then I do cheat for her. <laughs> I, I hold him down with my leg. And then I'm like, who's going to? And then she already knows those words. Then she takes off. And, and then you, you hold him. Then I hold him a little bit. And what does he think of that? He gets frustrated. He goes, it's not what? fair. You always help her. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but you're like bigger and stronger and you're going to kill her. Like just beat her down the hall and you're going to elbow her. <laughs> I know that. So okay, it's just so one of those let, things. Let's, let's do the hallway. Let's yeah, do it. Let's yeah. just use that as an example right here okay. for, for, for their life. Let's use that hallway. It's time for bath. Ayumar, get set. Let's see if you can get there first. We know, right? He's going to win. If he, yeah. if he's interested, he's going to win. Yeah. She's not going to win. Yeah. Okay. I'm, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Because why not? Why not let that happen? And why not once in a while to, you know, say, hey, do you want to let your Oh, he wins at everything else. I understand. That, that's the thing. Like, I, I give her this win in her life. Well, you know, but, <laughs> like, but that's, how, but that's how, your win, girl. But, you how, know? but how could you? play with it and teach him to play with this versus forcing it. How could you, maybe you could say to him, yeah. hey Jack, tonight, let's play a game. Let's let your sister yeah. get to that bath first. Yeah. How do you want to do that? Mm-hmm. Because what is, that's going to teach empathy. Because when he is saying it's not fair or sister is, um, I can't touch my sister, I'm so frustrated, we want him to remember empathy. We want mm-hmm. him to remember, okay, I can be mad, I can be frustrated, I don't need to hit. Mm-hmm. But I can also understand maybe where she's coming from too. Mm-hmm. That's the piece of, when talking about siblings yeah. fighting. That's the piece we got to teach. And so they have to go through the frustration of it. And I understand that the game you're playing and it's fun. I want to hold my son down. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not, but tell him that. Say you know I'm going to hold you down. Yeah. Let her go. Yeah. Versus that's not fair. Why do you always let you know? Why do you do that? But yeah. talk talk to him about it. Because he will. It really is the only win she ever gets. Because first one out to the backyard, first one to get the bike, first one to get the scooter, first one to okay, make well, a basket. What, what number are you in your family? Number one. Oh. Yeah. So I, I have a lot of empathy for my youngest. And how did you learn that? Because I know I'm my mom's favorite. Oh. So I I know I got an extra stuff, and I know my younger sister didn't. So I kind of, I know I've, I've like self-reflected. I know I've tried to give my daughter a little bit more because I know what a, like a jerk, a big brother could be, <laughs> you know, like I know where the, I know where the angles are, you yeah, know, so yeah, 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 that's yeah. kind of like where I'm coming from on that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, overall it's just, uh, I'm trying to curb her, like, I don't know how to do it. I think I created a monster. She knows that she can get away with a lot more now. Mm-hmm. You know? So now it's just like reeling it back now. Jay also has two children who are struggling with their relationship and fairness. Ace, which is the younger one, you know, he gets a lot of attention from us because of the trouble that he gets in or the things he always does wrong, right? Obviously, he's still learning. Um, so he gets that attention. He's learning how to potty train. So he's potty training. We could ask him a lot of questions. You know, like, did he pee? Did he poop? Where do you put your pee? Where do you put your poop? You know, like, <laughs> did you wash your hands? Are you going to wash your hands? Are you hungry? You know, like, uh, we, we talked to him, obviously, a lot more. Yeah. And recently, the older one, Aiden, I mean, sorry, the younger one, Ace, <laughs> he just got his peanut allergy test. And, you know, he passed. He, he's not allergic to peanuts as to 
the older one, Aiden, is severely allergic to mm. peanut. Mm. And they went together to the doctor or to the hospital to test. So the older one all night and the next several days, he was like, you know, it's not fair. It's not fair that mm. he can eat peanut and I can't. Mm. It, it doesn't even have to be peanuts anymore. And then they convert it to something else. Like, yeah. why does he get to eat that and I can't? Or why does why this and why not? Yeah. So that, he's so he's so know? he's telling you how he feels. Right. He's telling right. you how now this is, goes back to the whole thing. We don't have to fix it. We just need to hear them. Mm. So he's telling you it's not fair that he gets to eat peanuts and I don't. Okay? So think about what what we just talked about the language. How could you hear him? Hear him. Right. All you have to say is exactly back what he just said. Mm-hmm. So you're saying, yeah, you're saying it doesn't, doesn't seem right that you don't get to eat peanuts, but your brother does. Is that what you're saying? That's hearing him. That's what he wants to hear. He doesn't want to hear the doctor's notes. All he wants to you to hear him is that he has an opinion and a thought about this. So then the other day I saw him pick up some toys and he started playing with it. Then the younger one came over and was, I grabbed it from him. And I, I didn't see this happen. I'm not, this is what I'm, I'm being told. Then You're you being know, told by your wife or being told well, by the kids? Well, I, I guess I'm kind of hearing it from afar. Gotcha. I don't see it, but gotcha, I'm gotcha. hearing you're it. Hearing, you're hearing it. You're hearing it going down. It's going down. You're hearing it going down. Now And then and then Aiden goes, well, you get to eat peanuts. Like, oh, <laughs> like yeah, basically yeah. now he's using it. I get this toy now because you get to yeah. eat peanuts. Like, yeah, yeah. And I'm hearing it. And I, and then I scream across the room. I, I told him, I was like, you know, Aiden, <laughs> this is not the way. You know, that's that's not how you share. You know, like, like that's not how you play. That's not how you share. That's not yeah, okay. Yeah. But then again, I don't know. Is that okay? So does that cross between? Well, leave them alone. They'll figure that out. Well, okay. You know, well, it, yeah. What what I would do is mm-hmm. let that play out. Mm-hmm. You heard it, which is great. You heard it. You let it play out, and then when you have your cuddle time at night, or when you're sitting at dinner, but sometimes mm-hmm. when you have one on one time, you say, you know what? I noticed you were using the idea that you can't have peanuts as now an excuse to do to get other stuff. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound real good. It sounds kind of a little bit off. What's going on here? Feeling, you know, what's... Whoa. Well, yeah, I don't know he's feeling. I mean, he, he, he hates it. I mean, I'm pretty okay. sure he well, hates then, the fact then that acknowledge, he can't. Acknowledge that know? again and say, you know what? You really feel bummed about the fact that you can't eat peanuts. You know, it, it's a bummer. It's a bummer you cannot eat peanuts. Sharing a toy is nothing about eating or peanuts. It's not about... Right. It's about learning how to get along. Right. It's nothing about the peanuts. You just have to separate them out for them. But once again, if it's a distance, you're not there, that would be a good time not to get involved. Let, let it play out. Because you learn a lot about your children and what they're dealing with by listening to them play it out. Or with, you know, with their siblings or hitting or whatever. You learn, you hear, you really kind of get what, what's, what they're struggling with. And that would be a really good topic to have a one-on-one discussion with them. And say, you know, I heard you saying that. This is really hard for you. This is sad. You really are sad about it. And you're bringing it up during your playtime. You're bringing it up. So it really is something that you're thinking about a lot. Okay. That's, that's what he needs to know right now. That's what he needs to hear. Okay. Because he's really struggling with this. This is a, a struggle topic. It's not going to magically just go away. It's really hard for him. And so the more we hear that it's hard, the more he's going to process it. Right. We don't have to fix it. You can't fix it, right? Right. You can't fix this. You just have to hear him. It seems for me, at least, it seems like it's getting harder and harder to 
teach him on on uh, in any regard for anything. I mean, whether it be sibling reverie or getting ready for bed or getting yeah. brushing your yeah. teeth or flushing the toilet or taking a shower. Yeah, because I feel like it seems like he just tunes out from he, us. He's getting more overwhelmed. He's, he's overwhelmed. So yeah. when you when you go back when you were telling me oh, we ask him this question, we ask him that question, we stop asking questions. For example, did you wash your hands? Did you, instead of saying, you know what, you went to the bathroom. Did you all the things we need to do after we leave the bathroom? What are the things we need to get done? Instead of asking, did you do this? Did you do that? Start letting his brain answer the questions. Does that make sense? Mm. Don't ask direct, did you do this? Say, okay, let's see, you went to the bathroom. Hmm. What are the things that we do after we go to the bathroom? And let him think it through. Oh, yeah, wash my hands. Oh. Right? But he's, he's overwhelmed. He's overwhelmed with the peanut piece, and that's causing a lot of overwhelming feelings everywhere. So slow it down, hear him about the peanuts, and really stay with that peanut pee. You know, if that's really his stress right now. And once he can start processing that and really seeing his life, he will then start being able to start managing other things. But right now he's a will. You know when you're running late somewhere and you're trying to get out the door and you've got you know, 100 things that you want to get done, you know that feeling of being overwhelmed, right? Right. It's, it's hard to focus on many things right and you get very frustrated and angry right and we start yelling and screaming and we start ordering around and we start right that's where he is right now the peanuts for him is that real stress piece for him that's causing a lot of moments of frustration for him okay so he just needs help right now with that okay yeah i mean a lot of hearing a lot of hearing his frustration yeah like my wife was telling me the other day she's like you know, maybe we should get him checked to see if he has a, like, a disorder. You know, like, like he can't pay attention. It seems like when we yell at him, it, it doesn't. When we tell him, it, when we tell him, I'm sorry. I guess when well, we tell well, him. If you yell at him, I know why he's not listening. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 I'm sorry. It's actually when we when we tell him, no matter like how many times we tell him, it's like he always either forgets or he doesn't do okay. it. But like he doesn't, it doesn't process. Or something. But right. he's going to uh, preschool, correct? Kindergarten. Kindergarten right now. Yeah. Has there been any sign no. of... Yeah. Teacher didn't say none. No. Yeah. So, you know, that would be pretty apparent at this point. He, we're in the right. end of the school year. It'd be pretty apparent. Might, something might be going on. But, you know, we don't know. But at home, what I see is a very frustrated and overwhelmed child. So we just need to slow stuff down. I would love, you know, instead of all these steps that you ask him, stop asking him so many questions. That overwhelms him. So think how you could reword that pieces. Of- See, the problem is that, like, and, and this is how, why I'm, I was saying that it relates to the sibling rubber, because what we do is we actually take him out on his own nights out or days out, or my wife will take him to go to the DMV or dinner or to play, just mm-hmm. to have his own time. Mm-hmm. And he's not like that. He's, like, completely not like that. He's completely a different person. Like, even going to the doctor's office, even. Like somewhere that is just like not a fun place, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, he it's gets one on one. Yeah, when he gets that one on one time, he's like he listens. He doesn't. He doesn't <laughs> screw yeah. around. Yeah. He doesn't mess around. His energy is contained. Everything is like perfect. He's a perfect kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but when the other the siblings around, or when his his little brothers yeah. around, then yeah. it's like that's right. That, that's 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 called uh, living in a family, having siblings. That's what that's that's what we're teaching them is how to manage those feelings when we are with our siblings. Okay. That's what we're teaching. We expect our children to come out of the womb and then handle having a sibling come into the world and, and know all the answers, and they don't. Siblings are a practice for real life. So yes, he gets very flustered and very overwhelmed with the idea that there's another person in this house 
that is taking energy away from him, is taking time away from him, and he feels really kind of out of balance right now because of this peanut allergy. He's feeling very overwhelmed. He's feeling very scared about it, right? There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of feelings with peanut allergies. There's a lot of fear also. I've gotten near someone who has peanuts. What am I supposed to do? I mean, there's a lot of stuff there. And he just needs help getting through that. And he also needs help learning to be a sibling. And that takes time. I'm still learning to be a sibling. We all are. <laughs> are we all learning to be siblings? Yeah. We all learning every day how to be siblings and how to be the best sibling we can to our siblings. Right. When you think about putting two people in any environment, you're going to deal with different personalities. You're going to deal with different temperaments. There's just differences. And I really encourage families to let that home environment be that place where they can learn about other people, each other, learn about what makes someone angry and frustrated, to learn about what makes someone get mad, to learn about I don't like to be hit, to learn about empathy and compassion. And the only way that happens if children get a chance to experiment and try this out with each other, and that's what siblings do. They fight, they argue, they push, they pull, they take things. And in that process, they're learning about the future right now in the present day. They're learning about what they're going to have to deal with in life by experimenting with when I take my brother's toy and he cries, he gets upset. And they're going to learn by seeing that child, their, their sibling, cry, get upset, and they're going to learn about empathy. They're going to learn what it's all about. So I encourage families to back away when they can, let siblings fight it out, let siblings argue with each other, let siblings make each other angry and frustrated. You are there to guide, but you don't need to be involved in every single incident. You don't need to be there controlling it. They're going to learn so much by feeling and experiencing the effects of their behavior. We need our children and our families to learn how to be empathetic, how to understand how we hurt each other. And that starts right at home. So give your children a chance to work through emotions, hard times, good times, and try to stay back as much as you can and guide them, not at that moment, if maybe guide them later in the day, talk about it and work through and teach them how to handle it at different times than at that moment. A few episodes ago, in the Family Time episode, Mary Beth strongly advocated for families to set aside one day a week for everyone to stay home. After that episode, we had a few follow-up questions from our Facebook group, so I sat down with Mary Beth to ask her more. So there were some follow-up questions about the whole stay at home with your kids Lock for your, an entire day. <laughs> Lock your family in the house. That's what it was. Yeah. Once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was... Does it have to be a weekend day? Oh. So are we saying like during the school year, we're saying like afternoon from like 3 ha- till 7 p.m. type thing? Is that what we're looking at? Basically, does it have to be from morning to night? Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> or is it okay? Well, I, I, think, I think at this point from all the messages I'm getting, I think maybe we should start in baby steps. So maybe the person that asked that question might just want to start with a weekday and just say, hey, on Wednesdays, after school, 
we're going to stay home. We're going to relax. We're going to do our homework. We're going to do baths. We're going to just hang out, play at the house, maybe go to the park. We can do whatever, but we're going to just our family. Maybe that might be a good way to start. Baby steps. So maybe the issue here is that we're overscheduled all week long, right? And maybe we could find one day and start weaning ourselves off that one day a week. Mm -hmm. And then maybe when it comes down to the weekend, we won't have to worry so much about the panic of being home with our children and being with them all day. And the children might start weaning off the idea that we have to be entertained every single day of the week, 24-7. So it's okay to start. Everything's okay with this. <laughs> just start anything. Could we just start an hour <laughs> once a week? You know, just the idea is not make it a stressor. The idea is to enjoy it. The idea is to find ways to enjoy being with our children and our family. And so if that comes out with three hours a week in the middle of the week or whatever, so be it. Okay. The value will be learned. And if we spend a whole day with our children and realize, oh my gosh, this is just not enjoyable, why would we do it again? So maybe do shorter increments and build be, up. It, it is not enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, that can be. But I'm not asking you to be stuck in your house for 12 hours or 24 hours. I'm asking you just to focus on not bringing the world and all the stressors that come with it into your life for friends, birthday parties, all these things. Put emphasis on what you can do with your family. Learn about your family. Can we go to the grocery store? You can go to the grocery <laughs> store. You can go to the grocery store. You can take your children to the grocery store. You could spend time picking out the fruits and vegetables they need to be eating to take care of their bodies for the week. Uh, You're doing right. things together. You're not just sitting at home staring at each other. You could be going to the park together. You could go ride bikes together. You could go... So we are allowed out of the you, house. <laughs> yes, you can go. Okay. Yes, you can go do things. You can go for a hike. I'm just asking you to kind of look at what your value system is, is if we're always going to Disneyland on the weekend to be with our children, I don't think that's right. But if we're spending a lot of money versus a lot of time and just finding things that maybe are free that we could be doing, what are you teaching your kids there too? We can actually do things and not have to overextend ourselves and be entertained. So okay. a hike with a family and a dog and going for a hike and just enjoying being together and or maybe not enjoying being together but learning about that. Of what is it I don't enjoy about my family or what is it I do enjoy about my family? <laughs> That's an important lesson too. Okay. We'll give it a shot. <laughs> Thank you. Baby steps. All <laughs> baby steps. All right. Everyday Parenting is produced by me, Teresa Wang. The music you hear in our podcast is courtesy of Stephen Morell. Join the discussion. Search for Everyday Parenting Group on Facebook, where you can discuss the latest episode, ask for advice, give advice, and posit the question, what would Mary Beth do? You can also reach us at parentingpodcast.com or on Twitter, where our handle is podcastparents, or Instagram, where our handle is Everyday Parenting Podcast. Be sure to check our website for more tips at everydayparentingpodcast.com and sign up for our newsletter. To make sure you catch our next episode, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure you rate us on iTunes. It helps more people find us.